We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. It's Friday, December 20th, 2019. Alex Berutha here with Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard. Get well, Shannon, who yes. uh, can't join us today due to a flu cold and probably some diarrhea. If I know Shannon. <laughs> flu like symptoms out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh,. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, tongue of streaming sites, the rotowire.com also has a uh, website, also has a link. We would appreciate nice reviews. The synopsis of this show, uh, we're going to go news heavy because uh, there has been a lot of news. And then we're going to hunt for some rebounds. And then we're going to quickly touch on some Friday DFS. First, the Raptors. Uh, everyone got hurt in the span <laughs> of what felt like an hour. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I'm picturing like a, an actual raptor, like stuck tearing in through the pit, you know, tearing through the locker room soon to become a fossil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, I see. More like that movie. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, like Jurassic actual Park. extinction. I'm thinking their actual extinction at the end where. Yeah. <laughs> but go through the list. It's lengthy. Pascal Siakam, uh, fringe MVP candidate out indefinitely with a groin injury. He played 35 minutes Wednesday. Marc Gasol is out, quote, a period of weeks. That always, that, that always sounds good. Also, old, Norman Powell. Old guy too. Anyone old, that's always scary. <laughs> yeah. Norman Powell, uh, a, a subluxation to his left shoulder, out multiple weeks. Fred Van Vliet has not returned yet either. He's missed five games. I mean, Ken, who <laughs> was there? I mean, there's only four. folks grabbed Powell last week, right? Because he went on fire when Van, Van Vliet was out. I mean, first of all, the OG, OG yeah. Ananobi, the fact that he's 69% owned, that should go up to 99 in the next day or two. Uh, you've got to check if he's available. It's crazy to me he's not owned all over the place. Uh, Serge Ibaka is widely owned, 75%, uh, but certainly check. He had some off games. People might have dropped him. But what about all the other guys on this bench, Alex? Any any thoughts? I, I've got a few, but what, who, do you, what do you, who are you looking at? The no names on this bench. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at right now what the like the minutes that we have projected for this team are, and if we're assuming let's we're assuming Fred Van Vliet, Fred, that's a tough name to say at 9 a.m. Fred yeah. Van Vliet. We're assuming he comes back. Uh, I think Patrick McCaw is going to get minutes, probably yeah. around 25. So he is someone to consider. And then Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I mean, we saw him. Um, he should rebound, him. should rebound at least. Yeah. Rebounds, that is. Yeah. Uh, Chris Boucher, uh, someone who we saw last year when he gets minutes, um, like if he can get 20 minutes, he can definitely put up enough blocks. Yeah. G league MVP. It. I think wasn't he G league last year? Ooh. Uh, maybe it's a good, that's a good trivia question. Yeah. So popular at the bars nowadays. Yeah, who won the NBA's G League? Chris Boucher, Shake Milton, Zaire Smith. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and and you, I I know, I mean, uh, Terrence Davis is on here as well. Um, I think he's a three point shooter. Rookie. Um, rookie. Yeah, ro- rookie. Rookie. Yeah. Undrafted uh, rookie. But someone's got to play minutes on this team. It's ridiculous how everybody's out. Uh, we're going to have to like expand the the web page injury design to make room for all these Raptors. Uh, I'm hoping Siakam the out indefinitely. I'm hope I'm hoping they're just trying to. If that's multiple weeks, man, that's a team crusher. I, I am I am dominating my grad school league with Siakam leading the way. Uh, got him surprisingly on the cheap. That's what I'm What'd you get him in like the tenth round? No, in a casual <laughs> no. Well, it was an auction, and I got him. Oh, I got you. It was an auction, and I remember getting him at a price that was like ten bucks cheaper than I would have. You know how you a name comes up, and you sort of say, "Okay, I'm going to go all the way to this number," and I got it ten bucks cheaper. I think people were having <laughs> technical issues, frankly. <laughs> I didn't care. People were like, oh, my browser's not working. And I'd be like, oh, are you back yet? You know, after I got Siakam. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, Alex, I know you don't want to talk Raptors. You want to talk Milwaukee Bucks, especially after they beat the Lakers in Milwaukee, uh, 111-104. 
Bucks playing without Eric Bledsoe is out at least another 10 days. Bask in the glow of this game. And and then I've got a free agent question for you. I was obviously extremely excited for this game. Uh, Bucks got off to a ridiculous start in the first half. Um, (laughs) Things got a little too close for comfort in the end. The third quarter, LeBron and Anthony Davis definitely came out swinging. But yeah, I mean, LeBron, um, the, the defense that was played by the Bucks that that really stood out for me the held Lakers to 104 mm-hmm. um Wesley Matthews like doing a surprisingly good job on LeBron James and not think that was the matchup that used that to was, be his calling card though you know four or five years ago before the knee exploded he was a great three and D guy right I just didn't think he could keep up with LeBron and obviously the Bucks played great team defense yeah, yeah. the The Lakers' offense looked horrible. Le- LeBron's got to have twenty pounds on Matthews, right? At least, <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, AD and LeBron didn't have points for like basically the first half of the first quarter. Um, they didn't really have much of an answer for Le- uh, for Giannis, except that he almost fouled out, uh, which had been a problem for him earlier in the season. But Bucks getting it done with like good. Um, Basically, just good role playing and nice and rotations. Yeah, Middleton had kind of like a he was non-existent for a large portion of the game, mm-hmm. um, but Divincenzo really stood out on defense. George Hill stood out on offense. Um, I, I'm sure LeBron George, wishes George Hill played that well when they were on the same team. Right, <laughs> right. George Hill can still catch and shoot. He, you know, reliable. And also, you know, bail you out when you need some ball handling skills. Uh, but yeah, you're right. LeBron's like, where was that in Cleveland? <laughs> right. Yeah, and maybe the the Lakers were a little tired on the I think it's the final game of a road trip for them, or basically the fifth or sixth game of a of a long road trip. So that factors in. But yeah, the Bucks with a pretty decisive victory. Um, the Lakers getting four part. points from their bench. I don't know how that happens. Dwight Howard got a bucket. Rondo got one bucket. That was it. Yeah, Rondo with five turnovers as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, atrocious. You should always score more points than turnovers committed. <laughs> That's generally a good call. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, well, congratulations. I know all of Madison and Milwaukee was going nuts. Um, I got a, a, more trouble for the city of L.A., uh, Rockets traveled to LA, beat the Clippers 122-117. Alex, I have one question for you, one question only. How the heck can PJ Tucker be owned in only 68% of the leagues in Yahoo? Why is that percentage so low? He's ranked in the 50s or nine category leagues. They're going to give him 30 to 35 minutes a night because that team has no bench. Last night, a double-double with one, three, and three stocks. Explain to me why Tucker's ownership is so low. <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, no, his. I mean, his eight-cat rank is definitely not as good as nine, but he's still very much a player you should have that should be on a, a roster in like a 12-team league. Someone that is, I, I would consider him a must-start on four-game weeks. Um, three and D guy. I mean, lately his shooting hasn't been that great. Thirty-five percent from the field over the past two weeks, but that's—I mean—that's just going to bounce back eventually. Oh yeah. So oh, I think natural oscillation back and forth. Yeah, and he's the guy who's always just going to play thirty-seven minutes for this team. So um, I'm not sure. He's he's forty-two percent in ESPN leagues. So I'm not I'm not really sure how 
How that's 42%? the case. 42%? Yeah. There's, there must be a lot of 14 leagues. <laughs> that might be on ESPN, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's see some love for P.J. Tucker. And frankly, he's not a bad rebound option either. Uh, someone else has to rebound other than Clint Capella on that Rocket squad. Uh, what's going on in Minnesota, Alex? <laughs> well, Carl Anthony Towns um, has a knee injury. He originally got labeled questionable for the Pelicans game, but they were said it was a knee sprain. And I was like, I'm not a doctor, but usually guys don't get this guy's a knee sprain. He might play. <laughs> that doesn't happen. First, they first typed owie. He's got a knee owie. Yeah. And then they were like, wait a second. Uh, this is a serious injury. So he, he is questionable to return tonight uh, against Denver. But I would not. I don't know. They, they have to be cautious with him. But uh, yeah, they lost to the Pelicans when he was out. Andrew Wiggins. I, I think really I mean, disappointed in the lack of stepping up from Wiggins. That's been the story of his entire career. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, but this was before the injury. This was his breakout year. Like finally, you know, finally some blocks, some steals, some decent efficiencies. I really hope that injury didn't make him regress to the Andrew Wiggins. We all can't stand. Yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> that would be everyone's worst fear. Um, Gorgie Jang ended up getting the start actually played relatively well. Um, he had 13 points, eight rebounds and an assist, uh, about 25 fantasy points. And then Jordan Bell, Noah Vonley got some time off the bench. I think 12 minutes each roughly. Um, this box score is not, not working very well, but, um, <laughs> I don't, Wednesday I don't game though. Wednesday game. We've already yes. moved on here. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to whine about Wiggins. Just no, that's okay. <laughs> and, and don't play Towns tonight, as you say. Knee issues generally seem like something you'd want to be a little productive, you know, protective of. Uh, speak, yeah. Speaking of big men, John Collins. Yes, finally be back on Monday. I have way too much exposure to him in too many fantasy leagues that uh, cost too much money to enter. So I'm very happy that he is returning uh, off that suspension. Should be perfectly healthy, though we would assume the same about DeAndre Ayton, who got hurt. But it's not like he's got a, you know, it's not, you know, it was a suspension. It's not like he's going to look like Blake Griffin out there hobbling and limping and not really healthy. He should be ready to go. Plus, his first game's at Cleveland. So, yeah, depending on your, you know, lineup change rules for your particular league. Remember, John Collins back on Monday against Cleveland should do very well. And and let me pose a question to you, Alex. Do you think they play Collins at center? They're getting nothing out of Jones and Lynn. And I, they, I got I to gotta believe they're pleasantly surprised with, with Jabari Parker. Could you see them? Uh, could you see Collins maybe moving to center? Or do you think they're going to? move Parker to the three and bench Hunter. What do you think is going to happen in Atlanta? I think pretty much all the, all the news that's come out of there has indicated that they like John Collins as a power forward. I think they want the option to play him at center. I think they will play him at center for five to 10 minutes a game. But I do think this probably is maybe spells the end of Jabari Parker's true fantasy value in, in standard leagues, um, I I picked him up in a league where I have Collins, and I'm very much considering dropping him um, this you know the this waiver period because of Collins coming back. So 
maybe Jabari gets some minutes at the three, but they also have uh, DeAndre Hunter there, and they have Cam Reddish, who I think they're way more committed to both of those guys than than they are Jabari Parker. Okay, very good. All right, and as we mentioned, DeAndre Ayton, he's also out tonight, sprained ankle, not going to play against the Thunder. Severity's not known of this issue. Uh, it is the second of a back-to-back for Phoenix. The hope is that they're purposely resting him tonight so he can play at home in Phoenix on Saturday against Houston. Any insights on the DeAndre Ayton injury situation? Uh, I I don't think we... As of right now, we don't have any we don't have any new information on that. Um, as far as, I mean, it, as for the games that DeAndre Ayton misses, you know, Aaron Baines is going to step up, is going to be a good DFS play. Frank Kaminsky maybe also. It doesn't seem like this will be a long term thing. Uh, so that that's good for him and good for fantasy owners who have him. Yeah, severity not officially known yet. Okay, well, should we dive into uh, rebounds, the category hunt for this episode, Alex? Or what do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'll kick things off uh, with Cody Zeller. Who? Let's go to Charlotte, baby. Yeah, breaking news. Uh, Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo are the starting front court of the Charlotte Hornets. What a glorious twin tower. For my my goodness. Elijah Wan and Samson. That's... <laughs> <laughs> they made uh, used it back in the 80s, baby. <laughs> I this is insane to me, but uh, Zeller still 58% in Yahoo leagues, 35% owned in ESPN leagues. Someone that started off the season getting a ton of minutes, then he got hurt, and then they're like, "Wait, this guy gets hurt every year. Maybe we should only play him like 23 minutes." Yeah. And that's basically been what's happening. But since PJ Washington is out, they kind of have to turn to Zeller, and uh, he's averaging eight and a half rebounds over the past two weeks. Uh, also 14 points, just someone that is, you need to have on someone needs to have them, them. He needs to be owned in your fantasy league. As long as PJ Washington is out, uh, if not for rebounds, then for points and field goal percentage, because he's also historically good, uh, at, at both of those things. Well, I'll take the other, the other tower there. Uh, Bismarck Biombo has started the last 13 games, believe it or not. Getting paid some insane money still, I think, from that crazy Orlando Magic contract. But uh, 13 starts. Uh, he's playing 23 minutes a game, 8.5 points, 8.4 rebounds, uh, plus a, almost a block a game. Of course, he's shooting very nice field goal percentage because he only takes about four shots a game. But uh, if you're in the rebounding hunt, uh, Zeller and uh, Bayambo seem like easy options. What's the ownership on Bayambo? I put this in the notes. What do we got? Yeah, Bismack is at 19%, which is frankly appropriate. But if you need rebounds, they're certainly cheap in Charlotte. Yeah, and they'll, uh, they'll miss plenty of shots. So offensive rebounding, definitely an option there. You're saying Terry Rozier and Dante Graham are not efficient shooters? Uh, no, not exactly. Devontae <laughs> not Graham all. is good from three. Um, yes. But I uh, feel goal percentage overall. Not so much. Not their thing. That's not their knack. Uh, for for maybe the I, I've said this maybe fifty times in this podcast. I think Alex Len is back. Uh, <laughs> he he periodically disappears for twenty games, and then yeah. he comes back for like fifteen, and then he's gone for three, and then he's back for three. Um, but well, Collins' return will be interesting. We'll see how that affects his. Is it he or Jones that are going to take more of a hit? 
Yeah, that's that. That is a that is a really good question. But over the past two weeks, Alex Lenz six point seven rebounds. He's always been a pretty good rebounder. Um, he's eight percent owned in ESPN, thirty two percent in Yahoo. So someone that is definitely on your waiver wire. Um, you know, this is not the best week to pick him up. But I mean, if you're in a, I mean, if you're in like a sixteen team league and you need some rebounds, there may not be too many other options. And True. we we've seen before that. The Hawks, I think the Hawks and Coach Lloyd Pierce want Alex Len to be good. And I think they want <laughs> they want him to play. So I think they're going to give him plenty of opportunities. It's just, um, you know, he was talking before the season um, about uh, this is going to be an all-star campaign for him. It hasn't, I mean, he's kind of fringe. Uh, I think fringe all-star candidate at this point. Uh, you know, 10 points, six rebounds uh, for this Hawks team. Um, but no, it's, it's. Uh, not been as good as he had hoped, uh, but still rebounding pretty well. All right. I'm going to go to Brooklyn, uh, the forward position. I was just checking I, um, my Yahoo League, no position requirements, so everyone's utility, but I'm, I got to oh. believe Torian Prince is at forward. Um, yeah. He's, he's only owned about half of leagues, 54%. And yes, he's having a terrible shooting season, but he's a career 43% shooter. It was three years down in Atlanta. And he's getting seven, seven point nine rebounds, almost eight rebounds a game over his last thirty days. Uh, so don't give up on Tory and Prince, especially if you need boards. Uh, I feel like he's not going to keep shooting thirty seven, thirty eight percent the whole year. Uh, I got to believe that field goal percentage is going to tick up gradually, and plenty of boards there at a non center position. Yeah, and he's someone where I think he's right now he might be rebounding a little bit above his, you know, what I think he's going to regress a little bit, but he is someone who, you know, for example, like right now this year, he's averaging 9.9 rebounds per 100 possessions and his rookie year, he was at 7.9. So adding two extra rebounds per 100 possessions at like his previous high career rate is really not that much. Yeah. And they so, don't, they refuse to play a, uh, a uh, legitimate power forward. He's like their default power forward, even though right. really he's a wing. But they just don't have any power forwards. Uh, someone that I feel like he's not an elite rebounder, but he needs to be mentioned because of the ownership rate um, is Duncan Robinson yes, for the for the Miami Heat, who is 39% owned in Yahoo, 6% in ESPN. Over the past two weeks, he is hitting four threes per game and grabbing four rebounds per game from the guard spot. Four rebounds a game, fantastic. Yeah, some sites some sites might have him at shooting guard, some at small forward. It's possible he gets labeled power forward on some, but um, you know the the rebounds will help in like a four game week, but it's really the threes and the the combination of the two. Um, you know, with, with stretch bigs, the combination of rebounds and threes is becoming more common, but, um, uh, there aren't too many guys available on the waiver wire that are first of all, going to get you even three, three pointers a game plus like four or five rebounds here or there. Like most of those guys are, you know, guards who are basically just coming in and firing, you know, six threes and in 17 minutes and not touching the ball otherwise, and then going back to the bench. So. Um, Duncan Robinson, just in general, uh, should be owned in more leagues, but can also provide some sneaky rebounding value as well. Yeah, they're giving him crazy minutes, especially considering his lack of pedigree. 
But uh, yeah, getting it done uh, behind the arc and rebounding. Uh, I'm going to go to a crafty veteran who's returning from a lengthy injury, Jamichael Green. I think it's his back is finally uh, healed. He yep. literally came to the Clippers just to get rebounds. <laughs> Before his injury, 6.6 rebounds a game. This is more of a deeper league uh, possibility, but uh, Zubach's minutes keep shrinking at the center. The only reason Green's there is to rebound. Plus, you've got those load management nights uh, for uh, Kawhi and PG where Green's going to get a big boost in minutes. Anyway, so Jamichael Green, only 4% owned in deeper leagues. Uh, another rebounding possibility for you. Jamichael Green uh, has grabbed at least eight rebounds in half of his appearances. So, um, and, and that's in 24 minutes per game in those games. So, um, he is someone for sure, like definitely grab him if you need rebounds and also for him, 1.5 threes in those, in those 11 games that I alluded to. So, uh, definitely a, a strong waiver wire candidate, um, especially in like 14 team formats. I've got a trivia question for you. Oh boy. Maybe it's, maybe it's more of a stat question. It's not a trivia question. How many rebounds per game do you think Memphis Grizzly youngster, Jaron Jackson, Allegedly a power forward slash center. How many rebounds a game do you think he's pulling in? Uh, I I did look at the document, so I do know. Uh, <laughs> well, but it, I was gonna, I was gonna, I, I figured that. I thought you'd just fake it. Well, way too honest here, man. No, no. Well, I knew. I mean, I knew he was. I, I looked at his stats the other day, so I would have got. I knew it was below like five. Yeah, four point seven, which is ridiculous because isn't he six eleven? 4.7 boards a game, and they're feeding him as many minutes as possible. I bring this up because I want to do my weekly promotion of Brandon Clark, who is ranked 68 average stats uh, in nine categories on Yahoo. Brandon Clark, six rebounds a game coming off the bench for the Grizzlies. Uh, also hits hitting a half a three a game. Um, also uh, almost blocking one shot a game. Brandon Clark... Not quite P.J. Tucker anger, but still frustrated that he's only owned in 67% of leagues. Clark's getting a ton of minutes, a ton of boards. Uh, you see Jackson hit like nine threes the other day? <laughs> yeah, they that was against the Bucks. The, I know. Are they moving him to the shooting guard position? I don't understand. He's supposed to be a big man. I uh, I don't know either. The shot looks kind of weird, too. But uh, Brandon Clark has been incredible over the pa- over his past four games. 20.3 points per game, which I had to double check uh, right. at 6.8 rebounds. Also 70% shooting over that stretch. He uh, also 50% of his threes. Not that he takes too many of them, but right. someone that he needs to like, there's no question. He needs to be owned in, in every fantasy league. He is, he is that good. Um, and he only played four games over the past two weeks, but in eight caddies ranked 39th. So <laughs> you, you right. have to pick him up. You absolutely have to pick up Brandon Clark. All right, let's get a little crazier. Let's get a good, more desperate, deep league. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, we'll each go one crazy, deep, utterly deep league, crazy flyers. Guys, you'll probably drop in two weeks. I'll just say this. Uh, it's probably a public service announcement. Wilson Chandler is back for your Brooklyn Nets. They've got some odd depth issues. We talked about the auto, they don't really have a power forward. The DePaul product, Wilson Chandler, he's back. He's only 32. I thought he was more like 48, 49. Um, 
interesting to see if he ever gets any kind of minutes in Brooklyn. But if you're in a crazy deep league, what the heck? Give Wilson Chandler a try. Who's your crazy name for the rebound category? All right, this is on the fly, but it is Bruce Brown of the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, getting, he's like getting 87 minutes a night. Yes, uh, Luke Kennard is doubtful for, I think, today's game. Oh, but in just general, Reggie Jackson's hope. Now, Jackson, they're hoping he comes back this week or in the next seven days, I should say. But, you know, that may be wildly optimistic. We'll see. Sure. And over the, over the past two weeks, Bruce Brown, uh, six rebounds a game. And yeah, is six appearances. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. At the guard spot, decent value, 3% owned in ESPN, 15% Yahoo has been ranked uh, 69th in terms of per game value over that stretch. Um, someone who they, they do seem to like, I mean, he's, he's all season. I mean, he's, he's played, I think all 28 games, 26 minutes a night, someone who they seem pretty committed to just continuously playing throughout the year, kind of despite who is healthy and who is not. So, yeah. I can't, you know, he might only, he might go down to like 18 or 19 minutes per game if once literally everyone is healthy. But um, if you're in an extremely deep league, he's someone who can uh, quietly get your rebounds at the guard spot. And even a healthy Reggie Jackson, not good. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my Mario, that's my Mario impersonation right there. Mario always <laughs> says, that guy, not good. You know, I'm like, oh, deep analysis, Mario. But then I'm, look, I'm doing the same exact thing myself here. But, uh, yeah, Brown, they're totally committed to, uh, regardless of the pedigree. And uh, Jackson, clearly not the future in Detroit. Uh, I know they're they're dying for his contract to expire. Uh, so I think you're right. Brown, crazy minutes. I've got him uh, in our DFBKC league. Uh, yeah, so all right. So there's our rebounding help. Uh, Alex, can you tell us about uh, our good friends, our good partners of the pod in the daily fantasy world? I can, because if your if your season long league isn't going as you had planned, there is always DFS. Uh, FanDuel is offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy basketball, no matter what you're looking for. FanDuel has something for everyone. Tons of different contests and formats to choose from, starting at just 25 cents. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and enjoy watching your results in real time. You can play against your friends for bragging rights or play against the public for millions in cash prizes. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at fanduel.com slash RW. You'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with your first deposit on FanDuel. That includes DFS lineup optimizers, premium articles, draft software, and much more. And that's for every sport that will help you win all of your leagues. Uh, just visit fanduel.com slash RW. Void where prohibited. New FanDuel registrants only. Restrictions do apply. See FanDuel.com slash RW for details. So getting into DFS today uh, after yesterday's four-game slate, uh, a little bigger this time around. Uh, looks like we have about 10 games. Uh, first game that I think we should, that I'm just going to mention, uh, the, the team that is expected to score the most points today based on Vegas totals is the New Orleans Pelicans at Golden State. God, what a beautiful basketball game this will be. Um, <laughs> I think Washington-Toronto could give them a run for their money, but yes, that's going to be some ugly jack keep jacking up the ball matchup in Golden State. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are probably going to see decent ownership percentage. Brandon Ingram, especially, he's at 8,700 on FanDuel. He's someone that has been just great all season long. 
um, over the past basically two weeks, like 40 fantasy points. Um, you know, Drew Holiday's in there. Hard to trust certain other guys on the team, but that that is going to be a game people target just because of the lack of defense that is going to be played. It's going to be fast-paced, uh, everything like that. Yeah, over-under of 225 uh, is the highest over-under of the day. Oh, actually, Grizz Cavs are 223. Sorry, I mentioned Washington. Oh, sorry, Washington's 230. They're the highest one. Yeah, so Washington Raptors is highest of the day. But you're right, I think there will be an utter lack of defense in Golden State. Do you think there are people that paid crazy money for skyboxes and season tickets in that new Warriors arena that are like, oh, this didn't really work out as planned? I mean, they probably have big TVs in there, so they could probably just flip on League Pass and watch something else. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That's true. I, and really, what am I doing having sympathy for Warriors fans? That's absurd. I know. I they, have, we want, they should be terrible. All right. Well, normally Shannon would chime in uh, instead of me, but Shannon's sick. Get well, Shannon. I'm going to go with uh, what my cheap uh, suggestion of the day is Justin, Justin Holiday, 3,900 for the Indiana, Indiana Pacers playing at home against the Kings. Jeremy Lamb and TJ Warren are both probably out. I realize it's confusing with Holiday because there are two Holidays uh, on the Pacers, and I'm blanking on the name of his brother, Aaron. Older Aaron, thank you. Uh, so I'm recommending Justin, 3,900. Actually, what is he averaging? Uh, he's in the high 20s, uh, even with those guys healthy, fantasy points a game. But... Um, no, sorry, high, te- high teens with those guys, but they're out. So I like Holiday at home. Uh, Holiday lit it up against the Celtics a few days ago. Uh, I like Holiday at a very cheap thirty nine hundred. Lot of, lot of bad teams on this slate. I'm just yeah. kind of, I'm kind of soaking this all in. I mean, you have you have Bradley Beal going up against the the Raptors, who are like we mentioned, extremely hurt. You have the Heat with like Bam Adebayo going up against the Knicks. That could turn into like that could just be devastating. Um, I mean, Adebayo is uh, over fifty Cleveland fantasy Memphis, points. Cleveland Memphis, not exactly a heavyweight battle. Uh, no, it could be a barn burner though. I mean, they're pretty equally bad, so yeah. uh, that could. Be this is to your TV. point. There have no, there have been no good Friday night games. Though I gotta believe Dallas, Philadelphia is that the national game tonight? I hope. Uh, I would hope so. I think those are, I'm doing a quick scan. It looks like those are the only two teams that are playing that are above 500, like playing against each other. Yeah, that looks to be the case. Um, and they're even without Luka Doncic, but, um, yeah, I mean, I do you, I think you really strongly have to consider like Beal and Adebayo, like when you're, you know, people construct their lineups differently, but if you're a person who kind of starts at the top, with great players who are in great matchups. Like I was saying, like Adebayo, 50 fantasy points in each of his past three games. He's 9,400. Um, you have you have Beal and, um, yeah, I the, the New Orleans game. Um, I, I think maybe Kyle Lowry, too. And we can't really sleep Kyle, on Kyle. Kyle Lowry is a must yeah. for me. I mean, Washington, I, I say a Thomas, not known as a lockdown defender. No. At five foot two. <laughs> um, you know, Lowry's going to tower over him. Plus, Lowry and uh, Ananobi, who I also have in my lap, are the only healthy Raptors going tonight. It might be two on five tonight in Toronto. <laughs> but, you know, you convinced me. I had Drummond 
because uh, uh, Robert Williams is out for the seas. But you're right. I'm going. I'm going. Bam. That's the way to go tonight. I'm making that move. Just recommend someone while I put Bam in my lineup, please. <laughs> okay. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, we have, we also have Malcolm Brogdon going up against Sacramento. Uh, he continues for to make an All Star bid. Uh, he's at eight thousand. Um, you know, he's his past two games haven't been fantastic, but he's someone who has consistently put up games over forty. He's a great, absolutely great cash game player. He's virtually guaranteed 32, 33 fantasy points every single night. Um, the Kings are a little improved now that they have Fox and Bagley back, but uh, the the spread of this game. Um, is not, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's out yet, but it should be relatively close. And I think Brogdon will be going up against Fox. That'll be in, that'll be a great matchup. Pacers, uh, favored by four and a half. Thank favored you. Four and a half. Uh, but, uh, yes, agreed. Agreed. All right. I'm going to, uh, I forgot about Bam's always, Bam's still a power forward on FanDuel. Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know why I'm complaining about that, but, uh, well, I mentioned OG, you got to play Lowry and OG only healthy Raptors. And, uh, I like Markeith Morris also at a cheap 3,900 again, Blake Griffin likely out. Um, again, Morris is just a, uh, super cheap high, high, high ceiling option. Uh, so you can afford some, um, more expensive guys. Is there one more name you want to, you want to promote for tonight's DFS Alex? Uh, you know, I think, I, I don't know. I kind of just want to, I, I, I feel like the, those, those two games, the new Orleans versus golden state and the Washington versus Toronto games, those are going to be the matchups that people <clears throat> like DFS players really target because you have, for for the Raptors, you can kind of you know there's going to be a ton of value in that game, but there's also like Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka, two guys who are like still kind of higher priced but could have monster games. I mean, it shouldn't surprise anybody if those guys combine for like 80 fantasy points or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, and then you have, um, and then you have to consider, which I think people forget sometimes when playing DFS, you get so locked into, hey, there's a bunch of guys out for the Raptors. Like, make sure we get a bunch of Raptors value. But that also means the opposing team should have an easier time. And I think people forget that sometimes attacking matchups, uh, attacking injuries from the other side of the matchup. So, um, you know, the the front court for the Wizards, what's left of it at this <laughs> point um, is also I mean, Bertans has just been out of control. So he's he's always an option. Right, um, right. But Mo Wagner's out. Um, and Bertans is not guarding anyone on the block on the defensive side. He'll try. He'll kind of give that Amish look that he does with the arms up, <laughs> an odd beard. But it looks like he's raising a barn. He's not guarding Serge Ibaka, who might actually get fed a lot tonight, considering the lack of options for the Raptors. I would hope so. If he still plays like 23 minutes, that is, that's going to be, that's not good. Serge Ibaka is one of my, along with Alex Len, is one of my guys who I'm like, just give this guy 30 minutes, please. 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 Exactly. All right. And actually, uh, speaking of that horribly banged up Raptor, you could take a, always take a crazy flyer. 3,600 Rondé Hollis Jefferson probably getting yeah. a start tonight. You know, Ian Bertrands, that's going to be a, oh, mono, oh, mono battle. <laughs> Lock that in. That's Lock what, that that's in. what the people in the, uh, golden state skyboxes are going to be watching right. instead <laughs> right. of 
Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. <laughs> They're going to get their fifth free Chinatown alternate jersey and then watch ba- yeah, watch that Washington Toronto uh, uh, battle on the on the on the mich- on the TV. <laughs> okay, well it's that time Ken. Uh, you have an old man rant to uh, to really just to throw out there for us. Empty nesting socks. I know this because my kids just returned from college this week, and it's fantastic. I haven't been this happy in a long time. I was struggling to come up with a rant. And I can tell you, absence makes the heart grow fonder, Alex. My kids are no longer repulsed by me. This is nice. My daughter, uh, I stayed up late waiting for my daughter to come home. She went to a concert, came home, gave me a hug. <laughs> I And it wasn't like, I'll give you money if you give me a hug, or if you want to borrow my car keys, you have to give me at least a hug. She just did it out of the blue. She gave me a hug. So I, there's nothing I'm angry about. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's... A happy rant? I don't know exactly don't, what that yeah, is. I don't know what that is. I, I'm too happy. I, I, I got nothing. I'll, I'll muster some angst for our next pod. Yeah, for the for the uh, post Christmas <laughs> podcast, just complain about just all the presents that you hated. Oh yeah, that you it'll got. be uh, the relatives and bad presents. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll sneak some Blanton's bourbon here into the office and just go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how we do on mispronounced names, Alex? I had to say one. There was a couple. I mean, right at the end, you said Bertrands, I think, uh, instead of Bertans, uh, uh, which I kind of enjoyed, but uh, <laughs> not, not too bad. You, you I, nailed I Boucher. I always want to say Butcher, the, uh, <laughs> even though I know it's wrong, but you nailed Boucher. Uh, I always have Bobby Boucher stuck in my head when I, uh, when I, when I see his name, so that always helps. I almost uh, typed in Boucher in the notes where we put, where we list the mispronounce before the pod started, just saying, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> just like the official, just like B O O S H A Y. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you everybody for joining <laughs> us in the Rotowire fantasy basketball podcast. It is presented by FanDuel. Ken, take us out of here. First. Yeah. Thank you to our good friends at FanDuel and Shannon. I know you won't listen to this, but get well <laughs> for today's outro quote. I'm going to Dallas and legend Dirk Davitsky. The only reason I'm doing this, I'm sure you've seen these ads a million times, Alex. I am mesmerized by Dirk's performance in those NBA promotion ads about area codes. You know, they're like, oh, the the, the 312 is the code. Oh, yes. And there's the woman for the heat that's like, whatever the area code for Miami, she's like, it's coming in hot. And, and I I love the whole ad. It's it's so cheesy, right? It's ridiculous. You know, these actors are trying to, uh, you know, but the best part of it is at the end when Magic and Pete when, when Magic talks about his area code being all about winning and then uh, Paul George's bowling, I think, and he says, you know, well, real showtime is now in the whatever the different area code would be for the Clippers, yeah. which I don't really understand. They play in the same arena, right? So I don't get that. But then at the end of the ad, they cut back to Dirk, who for some reason is at an African-American barbershop. But Dirk's there in the chair and Dirk's facial reaction to the Paul George comment is worth sitting through the 30 seconds of the ad. He kind of gives a, ooh, 
Ooh, and he puts the fist to the mouth, and his eyes are bulging. It's the greatest theatrical performance by a former NBA player since Detlef Schrempf in Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Dirk got that ring he can let loose. Oh, love it. Oh, I'm t- I, I actually, that ad is so terrible, and I just watch it every time for Dirk at the end. Please do that, fans. Anyway, this quote from Dirk from last season, when asked about, uh, you know, what skills is he going to retain in retirement, and he said, quote, complaining to the refs, I'll always be good at that, no matter how far the arthritis has gone in every joint, unquote. Thank you, Dirk. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.